Welcome to Kentucky Horsepower, the official podcast of the Kentucky Automobile Dealers Association. Hi, good day, everyone. This is Jason Wilson, president of the Kentucky Automobile Dealers Association, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Kentucky Horsepower, the official podcast of the Kentucky Automobile Dealers Association. Uh, very pleased today to have Charlie Chesbrough, who's a senior uh, financial uh, economist at Cox Automotive, uh, joining us today. And we're going to talk about a few things going on right now in automotive as it relates to uh, current events, supply and demand, sales numbers, all those sort of things. So Charlie, thanks so much for taking some time and, and joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about for sure. So let's jump into it. Um, and let's just start with some of the sales indicators here and numbers. Uh, now, obviously, we look at year over year. That's that's one thing. I mean, uh, you know, April of last year, we all know we were in the height of uncertainty. There was a lot of, um, you know, things going on related to different operating procedures and dealers were having to adjust to this new normal that we've now come to. But what can't be denied is just the overall sales numbers and the increase. And in, if we look at April, for example, of how high those numbers were, uh, forget last year, but if I'm looking at this correct, it was uh, about 2005 when it was this this high of a sales number. Talk to me about that a little bit. Oh yeah, April was a real surprise. I mean, we all thought it was gonna be a strong month, but uh, it really popped. And uh, we did an 18.5 million selling rate. Uh, that was the sixth best month in terms of sales pace that we have on record, at least going back to the, the mid 1970s. Uh, and the best April ever, ever. So, uh, you know, the, all this concern about inventory and high prices and all of this, uh, it really has not hit the vehicle market just yet. And April was certainly an example of that. We were running at about a 17.3 million pace so far through the first four months of this year. Wow. Uh, certainly much better than any of the year-end for forecasts are out there. And, and really the expectation is, is that We've had a fantastic start. April really saw great numbers. We hit good numbers uh, in March as well. I think it was 18 million SAR. Uh, but we think some of that uh, buying that we happened in those months was people hearing about the inventory sh shortage, concerned that uh, they may not be able to get the vehicle that they want if they wait until summer when they normally buy. Sure. Uh, so they pulled ahead a little bit, came ahead a, a few months. Not everybody, uh, but enough people to, to knock those SAR numbers a little bit higher. So. We know it's getting thin out there, and our expectation is, is, as we go through the course of the summer, that that sales pace is going to start to be constrained, and we're going to see those numbers come down. So I guess we don't only panic buy toilet paper and gasoline; we're <laughs> panic buying cars now to some That's degree. Right. What you're saying? Yeah, it, it's looking that way. Wow, um, you know, and that, and obviously that leads us to the other part of this. I mean, dealers are. Uh, look, it's a fun time to be a, to be in automotive right now. It's a fun time, whether you're a salesperson, whether you're a dealer, you're selling a lot of vehicles, you're busy, uh, dealers are holding gross again, all those things are great. And to your point earlier, what a pace we've had, and especially April. But as we look to these inventory struggles as it relates to new cars and then impacting the price of used cars and, and that escalating, how do you see that playing out? What do you think from an inventory standpoint um, when things will be, begin to look a little bit more normal. There's a lot of lots right now, as one of my dealers told me, because a lot looks like Swiss cheese. There's just a lot of holes there, yeah. and it's hard to get the refill, replenish that inventory. Well, unfortunately, I think it's going to take some time. 
Uh, we're at this point, uh, the way Cox Automotive, as we measure it, we're, we're starting uh, the month, we started the month of, of May with about 1.4 fewer new vehicles out there on dealer lots than we had at the same point last year. Okay. Uh, so we're down a, a huge amount of, of vehicles. Some vehicles have been hit particularly hard as a result of those chip shortages, uh, yep. but everybody's been sort of you know, when we shut down last spring for a couple of months due to the COVID crisis and the factories just weren't doing output, we got behind and we never caught up. And sales pace has just been too strong in, in, since COVID for inventory levels to, to, to improve. It seems like at this pace, sales continue to remain strong. There's a lot of interest out there from consumers for these vehicles, but we're getting to the point now of uh, consumers going to the dealer's lot and they can't find the color that they want. They can't find sure. the green package that they're looking for. Uh, are they will willing to settle? And I think this is, we're going to start getting into the, the, the picking through the shelves level of the, of the market. I think we're all guinea pigs for this month and maybe June as well. Yeah. How, how strong can sales be when inventories are this limited and are consumers willing to come in and order a vehicle uh, knowing full well they're going to be waiting you know, one, two, three, four months to get the vehicle that they want, or do they, would they prefer to go home with something less than exactly uh, their first choice? You know, when you're spending forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 on these vehicles, I can't imagine not going home with exactly what I want. So right. Uh, right. But if you need a car, you know, you don't have that luxury. So uh, it, it's going to be a very interesting time out there. Uh, we're all excited to see what the numbers are. I can tell you that we started the month of, of May very, very strong, very similar to what we were doing in April, but the pace has definitely started to come down through the course of the month. And, you know, we know Memorial Day weekend is a huge selling period for the market. Uh, you know, what happens when we don't usually have the crescendo of sales really doing great the last week of the month? What if we're on the flip side of that? You know, they started great, but they're not going to finish great uh, because the inventory is just not out there. We don't know. This is all, we're all kind of a new territory still in the wake of COVID. But uh, I think that the prospects are is that inventory is going to be lean throughout the course of this year. And that our best guess is that it's, it's not until we get into the third quarter, maybe the fourth quarter, that we're going to see production levels be back up to speeds uh, that they're going to be producing more than we're selling, that we're really going to see the shelves start to get restocked again. Uh, so it's going to be a problem we're dealing with through the summer. So everyone should be aware of that. Yeah. So this. So if I'm hearing you right, second quarter for sure, we're really entering sort of the height of this challenge right now. I, I see dealers getting really creative in ways of acquiring inventory. Where uh, I mean, just this morning I, I had to drop a vehicle off to get it serviced, and there's signage in there. We are looking for these cars this year, paying top dollar, uh, just just writ written on a billboard. So. Uh, there is definitely a need in, in acquiring these vehicles is going to be a challenge, both new and used. Hopefully by third and fourth, we'll move out of that a little bit. But um, uh, that said, in the short term, yeah, to your point, it's going to be a challenge. Used cars. I mean, those those are going up in value in a big, big way. Where do you see that used car market? Is that do you see that the same or does that look a little different? How do you compare the new versus the used as it relates to that? Yeah, well, in the used car market, it's in a similar situation. Inventories are also very tight. Uh, not only from you know, fewer trade-ins, we've had fewer repossessions from a lot of the accommodations uh, from the government over the last year. Uh, but what's interesting is that uh, the, the, the used car market is 
uh, has seen something very interesting in that the off-lease vehicles that are coming back uh, to auction have seen a massive change in the retention values. And uh, as I'm sure many of your dealers are well aware, these vehicles are, have a lot of equity, many of them coming back, sure. you know, thousands of dollars. And some of these vehicles we've seen, you know, 10 point even larger moves on some of the retention value estimates. Wow. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, we're going to have about 4 million off-lease vehicles coming back to the market this year. Uh, a, a huge portion of them are going are to have equity. Savvy consumers are going to be aware of that. They may be interested in buying out that vehicle. Uh, savvy consumers may want to negotiate with the dealer and see if, hey, can we split the difference? I know you, this is going to be a win for you. If you don't, I'm going to take my vehicle to this other de dealer down the street. Um, it, it, it is going to be that kind of a market for the savvy consumer. But as we know, right. most consumers aren't really paying that much attention with their lease. They just want to turn it in. Turn it in, right. Uh, but when you get to, so those are sort of the gently used. I think that market's going to continue to be tight. We know that there's not going to be a lot of uh, off-lease vehicles coming from the 2020 year. Uh, so we know that 20, you know, we get into 2022, 2023, it's already going to be a, a lean market. I think what's also been interesting is that the dealers, franchise dealers who, historically have not wanted to be selling 15, 20 year old vehicles. You know, that's, that's not their market. Uh, you go somewhere else to get the high school kids vehicle. Uh, boy, I, I was just at the car dealer, uh, you know, a new car dealer yes, uh, yesterday and they're selling, you know, model year 2006s and sevens all over the place. I'm just like, yeah. holy cow, I never thought, you know, you guys would, would have these next to your brand new, you know, 50, $60,000 vehicles. But uh, you know, you can't sell what you don't have. So they got to sell what they do have. And we're starting to see more and more of the older model years out there. As yeah, well. the, the off-lease thing is is really interesting thing to keep an eye on because, again, going back to that supply issue, uh, where whereas before a consumer may just turn in their lease and they want the newest model of what they have or something slightly different, it's not available. They say, hey, I'll, I'll just keep it. Um, so it really does, everything is connected, as we know, yeah. in one way, shape, form, or another. Um, and it looks like at least if I'm hearing you right, Charlie, for 2021, uh, buckle up. It's going to be a could get, get a, a bit bumpy. This is how it's going to be for the foreseeable future. It's hard to see anything that disrupts it just now, you know, that, to really kind of change the, the, the situation we're in. We either need to see a big drop off in demand where consumers just stop buying right. or, or have let, you know, don't have interest in buying. Um, right. Uh, so that price can come down and, and, the, and the factories can, can restock the shelves. Uh, but nobody really wants that. And it's right. hard to see with all the stimulus out there, you know, that consumers are going to back away like, uh, you know, in that significant amount. Uh, and on the supply side, uh, you know, they, it, there's only so much they can build every day. They've already canceled quite a few of the vacations and other shutdowns that they have normally had in the schedule. Uh, we do everything we've read suggests that the a lot of the OEMs are, are going to be able to make up some ground uh, starting in the third quarter with overtime uh, production that some of the chip orders are going to start to come in and there's a lot of vehicles that they've built and done everything but put the chip in so those can go from not available to available you know very very quickly uh, but as I said it, it is going to be with us through, it's certainly throughout uh, the summer uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll get better when we get into the fourth quarter for sure. So you raise an interesting point. Something else I wanted to ask you about. We talk about, um, you know, either supply needs to be ramped up or consumers pull back on consuming. And my question to you is, you know, there's been some uh, polls out here as of late showing consumer confidence is dropping. Uh, inflation is, is a real concern. And, and we see that. How does that sort of fit into to, to what you're talking about? And 
What are y'all seeing or speculating as where that could go? Yeah, inflation's an interesting one. Uh, but you know, the, the concept behind it is, is that people want to buy today because they know that tomorrow the price is going to be higher. And so when you're in that kind of environment, it's it, you're in this mindset of, well, I might as well go buy my vehicle because it's going to be more expensive if I wait. Right. Uh, and so there's really nothing to dissuade you from purchasing other than your own finances that, you know, all of a sudden my food bill is too much and, uh, you know, my cable bill is too much. You know, for the for the new car buyer who's a you know more affluent type of person, you know, hundred thousand a year type uh, incomes in that household, they're not living on the margins like that. It's hard to see inflation being a huge dissuader to their interest in the market, right? At least over the near term. So, uh, but there's no doubt that that this inflation is going to scare a lot of people. Uh, people are really concerned about it, and they should be because it's something we haven't had in quite some time. And it seems like it's gonna be with us for quite a while because we've left this big uh, glitch in our sort of our vehicle economy and that we, we've lost a whole bunch of volume of production that we just can't make up. And so we, every year we have more and more people that want transportation, that need transportation. And we, we scrap, we throw to the junkyard, you know, anywhere from 12 to 14, 15 million vehicles that go to the, tra uh, the garbage heap, though we still have to replace all those. Right. And so we, we have to re have replacement demand, we have growth demand, and yet we weren't able to meet that with uh, available supply. And that combination has driven prices higher. And it seems like they're, we're at a new level as opposed to sort of a blip and they're going to come back down. Uh, and I, consumers are going to be very surprised when they go out and look for a vehicle and they see these used cars that were, you know, uh, so much cheaper just, uh, you know, last year or 18 months ago. Uh, you know, inexpensive cars may be a thing of the past. Well, and I guess that holds true to all parts of the economy, right? Whether it's the housing market, whether it's uh, appliances, you hear these stories of people having to order ovens or and refrigerators months out uh, to, to get the ones they want. So this is a challenge. I guess the, the other question I'm curious to get your take on is, you know, you mentioned earlier stimulus. There's been a lot of stimulus that has been pumped out there and uh, continues to be. Um, where do you, how do you see that sort of impacting this in the long haul. So we have this increase in sales right now. Are we going to pay for that later when that, that when that stimulus and that sort of thing stops and we get back to a little bit more normal? How do you see that sort of shaking out? Well, there is some concern that there is some pull ahead demand that people right. kind of decided to buy a little bit ahead of what their more normal cycle would be. But um, it's, it's hard, again, it's hard to see that with all of this money that's out there in the economy, the, the, the strong foundation, you know, we had COVID, but when we, in February of 2020, the U.S. economy was on very, very solid ground. We just got hit by this crazy virus. Right. Uh, it wasn't like consumer finances were terrible, like 2008 and nine, uh, you know. Right. It, so it seems like it's a, it's, a, it's a shelf that we fell off that we should be able to get back on pretty quick. And I think we're getting there. In fact, I think in terms of economic growth and uh, total dollar output, we should be getting to that level uh, back uh, the, later this quarter. Uh, but we're doing that with 8 million fewer people. We got the same amount of output with 8 million people unemployed still. And so the economy has to grow to get those people back to, to work. I think the outlook for all of this for the vehicle market, though, suggests that there's going to be strong demand for new vehicles for quite some time, that the higher income people in this country have done very well during COVID. There's right. little to see that, that they're not going to continue to do well, barring any sort of stock market adjustment or something crazy uh, that might happen. Right. Uh, you know, the foundation for the, for the new vehicle market remains on very, very solid ground. And 
and, and, and as well as for the used market. And, and of course, I, I always tell this to everybody that every year the industry is always putting out the, the, the best technology, the safest vehicle that it's ever made. And so it's not like, you know, these vehicles are getting more expensive. It's getting more difficult to buy maybe for consumers, but the products themselves remain getting better and better every year. And I think we'll see 2022 vehicles will be even better than the 2021s. Well, I like, I like your message there. That's all, that's very <laughs> positive in these uh, the times that uh, th there are some question marks too, but it really, what I'm hearing from you is our foundation is strong, will continue to be strong. Uh, savvy dealers that are creative and can uh, acquire inventory uh, will really carry the day and prevail. And, uh, but it does require that creativity right now to be able to, to deal with this uh, ever-changing market. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and consumers, we know that they're going to the, your dealership very well informed. Uh, they've done their homework. They know what you've got in, available and who else has stuff out there and they know what they're looking for. Uh, so you know, I, I would say be prepared to uh, speak to your customers, uh, not just professionally, but as an equal because people are, are informed. Uh, thanks to the internet, they really are able to do a lot of the, uh, the information gathering themselves. Well, and they've had months to do nothing but sit at home and look at the internet and research anything they would and want that's to. exactly what they've been doing. You know, so, looking at cars was certainly something people were interested in when times got tough. Yeah. It, look, I'm going to ask you just sort of a, uh, a little bit off the wall question. I just, as a, as a, um, someone in your position role, uh, I would just be curious to get your take on auto shows. This is out of the realm of just, you know, uh, economics, so to speak, but the, my, the impact on auto shows, both in local markets and nationally, um, what is your take? Is just somebody that watches this and how car shows fit in? There's been a lot of discussion about, uh, you know, where the future is on that and do they have a role the way it's been or is that going to look different? I'm, I'm just curious to get your take on that. Well, I'm really kind of of two mindsets. I understand the, the manufacturer's perspective that these are inefficient. It's a lot of money to, to invest in these auto shows and put on the big display and you know, send all the people there. Uh, they probably don't get the bang for their buck. It's very hard to measure how much, what was the ROI on attending an auto show and displaying a vehicle. I think for the public though, I think they still like these things. And I, I, I think the auto shows, you know, it is not uh, a typical product. It is not a washing machine. It is not a new tennis racket. You know, this is a vehicle. This is people's identity. Even today, uh, you know, these vehicles mean a lot to people. I, I just went used car shopping with my son. Uh, you know, we, you know, if we could all be as excited at, at age 18, <laughs> getting a, you know, new wheels, which is an old right. vehicle. Um, we all have that spark. And I think auto shows kind of keep that uh, enthusiasm about vehicles and the excitement around vehicles and, and the brilliant technology that's involved in all of them and the engineering. Right. I just think it's a great way to display it. So I, I truly hope the industry doesn't throw these by the wayside, even though you probably could make an economic argument that they should. I think for the consumer market uh, and, and people who love vehicles, I still think they have a place. Yeah, look, and it's good to hear you say that. I, I agree. Having been involved in shows in the past, I, there is something to be said with all this new technology coming out each and every year, and especially the way we've been over the last year or so, what better way to display the offerings? That, and the shows that have taken place have come back and have had some success. And I think there's a pent up demand for getting out and doing things. So uh, we'll hope they continue with that as well. So uh, Charlie Chesbro, uh, Senior Economist, Cox Automotive, appreciate your time today. 
very interesting times for sure. And uh, we'd love to have you back at some point uh, to talk a little bit down the road as we uh, talk all things automotive in uh, here in 2021 and beyond. That'd be great. Be happy to do it. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll catch you next time on Kentucky Horsepower. We'll see you all down the road.